Here we go. Welcome, guys, to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast, episode 106. My name is Adam Charles with my man, Kieran Lefevre. Lefevre in the Lefevre. house. <laughs> What's up, Ray, Kieran? Ray. <laughs> Ray, Ray. Uh, Kieran Lefevre here. What's going on, Adam? Man, just chilling. It's uh, actually a lot's going on. A lot has yeah. happened between last episode and this episode in terms of uh, – you know, not a lot in the jujitsu scene, I guess, but like, I mean, for me personally, a lot has happened. Some stuff I can talk about, some I won't. All right. And <laughs> well, uh, let's start with the stuff that you will talk about. Well, I mean, I've, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode. Did I mention that I had my knee done again? I don't think so. I don't know. So I've had this ongoing um, pre patella bursitis. Bursitis is the, uh, the bursas are things you have in all your joints. They're for cushioning. Bursitis is inflammation or an infection, or it's a problem with the bursa. And when it, there's when it's problematic, it typically swells and fills with fluid. Prepatella bursitis is in front of your patella. For those who don't know, patella is your kneecap. Uh, and I've had this ongoing issue with it. It's, it's very typical for any sort of person who spends a lot of time on their knees. So like carpet layers or <laughs> Kieran having a schoolyard chuckle <laughs> on, your, on your knees. So <laughs> yeah, You do spend a lot of time on your knees yeah, there, Adam. Yeah, that, that, a lot sure of time. Do. You get the reps in, brother. Yep. Good old <laughs> turtle guard. Always yeah. on my knees. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, so, um, you know, like carpet layers or tradies who are, you know, working on the ground a lot can get it. So obviously it can happen in jiu-jitsu and wrestling, uh, but it's not going away. So I had it drained again. I've got a video. I could post the video actually if people wanted yeah, to see my it. like waterbed jiggly knee. If you haven't seen something like that, it's not just swelling as in, wow, that's swollen and puffy. It's like it's like a waterbed. It's just this fluid. It's super superficial at the front of the knee. So anyway, I had it drained again with another cortisone injection. And today is is two weeks since the last since the injection. And I promised the doctor that I would take two weeks off and I did, you know, because like the first time we did it, I kind of like took seven or 10 days. Wait, when you say take two weeks off, what do you mean by that? Cause you've so, been in no, the oh, I've been gym, in the gym, but I, I've done. Knees. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't been on my knees at all. I haven't put my knee on the ground. Like I think not even once really. Oh really? No, so I maybe haven't done, I just haven't noticed. I haven't done anything. Yeah, right. I've, we've been doing a lot of guard stuff lately. Yeah. yeah and, and even then for the first week, I didn't really even teach. Yeah. I just said like, I you just were doing was the like, Danaher. Yeah. yeah, I was doing the Danaher, just like standing on the side being like, do this, do that, mm. you know, or sometimes I would grab two students and mm -hmm. you know, just hope that they demonstrated it correctly and be like, okay, we're doing this and this. Uh, because the first injection, I kind of took a week-ish off. And then so she was like, look, we can't just do the same thing. Mm. Do another injection, do another week off. You know, let's take, let's really do the absolute maximum rehab you can do. Two weeks off, compression sleeve. Only time the compression sleeve comes off is when you're showering, you know, and I did all that. And unfortunately for this sort of injury, there's no physio you can do for it because it's like in front of the patella. It's not connected to any muscles or anything like there's you can't strengthen your quads to take the load off. There's mm. nothing you can do. Mm. Anyway, it's been two weeks. So today I'll finally train again tonight. Uh, my knee actually doesn't even feel that good. 
they're essentially the outcome they've said is, oh, well, if it happens a third time, which I don't see how it's not going to happen a third time because it still has fluid in it, even post-draining it, mm. right? It's still a bit jiggly, even post-drainage and cortisone injection. So I don't see how it's not going to fill with fluid again. But they've essentially said, oh, if it happens a third time, then, you know, we're looking at surgery. And uh, But I had to go through this route anyway because it's such a rare surgery. Could you take do. another week off? Would that help? No, I don't really think so, eh? Like, mm. I mean, I, I, I don't see how it's not going to happen again. Have it's you like, tried taping it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I it, haven't right? tried taping it. Well, it's essentially a form of RSI, right? Yeah, you know? And yeah. it's like, well, I either stop jujitsu or – Let's do that. Have surgery. Yeah, I think I'm, achieve, I'm not going to achieve much more anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> you've, you've peaked, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's sure. such a rare surgery that they're not going to do the surgery without- Of course. Without like attempting these treatments first. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I'm going to train tonight. Sick. So finally. After Fuck yeah, I'm going to smash off, you. So, and, and, and <laughs> listen, listeners would know that, you know, even a week off your gas goes oh, to yeah. shit. So two weeks where I've done the, Because man, it was crazy. Like- after the injection, I said, oh, okay, so the first few days it's a bit sore because it's post-drainage and in infe- uh, injection. Mm. But then after that, like, and do some light squats and, yep. you know, roll it out on a foam roller, do oh, some yeah. yoga and some stretching. And she's like, no, no, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, what? It's like nothing. She's like, nothing. you can't do anything for at least two weeks. And I was like, what? And I even called my physio who you've been to Nick Yeah, before, yeah, Nick's right? a legend. So, shout out to um, Nick. Yeah, shout out for, to Nick, which is, let me, I always forget the name of his clinic, but it was, it was we have a, R, I think. Yeah, we have a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, we have a so lot of Sy- Sydney listeners, so let me give yes. him a shout out. Uh, Best guy. Act, active RX Physio. He's in Maroubra. Yep, yeah. Uh, he's at the Anytime Fitness uh, in- The Fitness First. Oh, sorry, Fitness he's First. Fitness, fitness First, first. At, uh, at Maroubra. And this guy knows jiu-jitsu Dude, players. He, he, he is really, He is really, really good. Like I've seen so many physios over the yeah. years. When I was living and competing in Brazil, I had a sponsored physio. Mm. And uh, if people aren't aware of this, but the, the physiotherapy in Australia- is regarded as some of the best in the world. Like my physio in Brazil was like, oh man, all all our textbooks and everything, they're all written by Australian physios. Like, you know, internationally people look to Australia as they have the best physios. We have amazing physio programs. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick, the the practice, ActiveRx Physio is run by uh, Nick and his wife, Mm -hmm. Emma. They're both physios and Mm -hmm. they're both really, really good. Mm -hmm. So I even called Nick and, you know, I've been seeing him for a long time. So, fortunate for me he was happy to just have a quick chat with me on the phone and I said man like I was just a bit shocked that the doctor said like I can't even stretch or anything and then he was like yeah man like there's actually not a lot you can do he goes it's such a like there's yeah like I said it doesn't connect to any muscles or anything Mm. so let's go with the doctor you know there's nothing I can do for you at Mm. this stage and you know we'll reassess down the track fuck man but yeah anyway I, I assume by the end of the year I'll probably be We'll be recording an episode, and I'll be like, "Oh, first episode post surgery." Oh, know, fuck! Blah, blah, I hope blah. not, man. Where they ju- but uh, it seems yeah. like all the reading I've done, it's a very uncommon surgery, mm. but it appears to be a very simple surgery. Like they literally just they ne- they don't actually even go into the joint mm. at all. So there's, I mean, it's still surgery, so there'll still be trauma, but mm. they don't go because the pre patella bursa is in front of the patella. Are they, they, are they removing it? Yeah, they literally just like. You know, essentially just, yeah, go in, take the bursar out and close you up. Like they never actually go into your joint. So it's not as traumatic as like a meniscus surgery or anything like that. Anyway, we'll find out. So that's the thing I can talk about. 
Uh, I can also talk about the new pants I got. Got new pants. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, some some other stuff that we'll, yes. we'll talk we'll talk about in the future. I think that's gonna probably probably a next year thing. Maybe I Maybe. don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but anyway, today we're talking about the upcoming ADCC, the Absolute mm. Dick Choking Championship. <laughs> He's got a choke on the biggest. <laughs> It'll be Dan and Jake. Uh, no, the as we discovered in episode 100, I didn't know it stood for Abu Dhabi Combat Championship. That was it, wasn't it? Abu Dhabi yeah, com- yeah, Combat like or, or yeah, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Combat, combat Championship. Combat Club. I think it's Combat Club. Combat Club. It's something weird. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, everyone's cringing right now. All right. So what we're gonna do is, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna go, go through everyone and, and read out. Oh, it introducing fucking Andre no, Galval. He is from fucking blah blah blah. You know, we're not gonna do that. What we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna go through, have a look at the brackets, say who we're most excited to see, what we what we're predicting. You know, have a have a quick chat about you know this upcoming ADCC. Yeah, and you know the things we're excited to see and, and potentially happen at the upcoming ADCC. Mm. So um, I said this about Worlds, and mm. I never did it, but I'm going to say it about ADCC, and I, I probably will. I'm going to watch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're we're planning to do like a a watch party. Yes, with the with the when is it like official official date? Uh, it's September something something something. Okay, cool. So it's coming up pretty quick. Um, I think that's why we're we're getting in early. We're getting in the ADCC chat early. We're going to talk about it, you know, more in the future. But uh, let's start off at the top. Why not? Let's start off with the super fight. What do you what what are you thinking? What what's your thoughts around Andre Galvao versus Gordon Ryan in the ADCC super fight? It's been this one's been hyped for years. Like it, yeah, they've been going back and forth all through COVID. It's, it's, like ever since really, you know, 2019. It's funny because after the the last ADCC where where Galval won his um, super fight against who was that against? It was Penner, wasn't it? Was it maybe? Yeah, I can't even remember. Mm. But I remember like once after that, it was you know Galval was essentially retiring, and I remember there being an interview with. Gordon and he was like, you know, he said something like, "Oh yeah, if he if he comes out of retirement, I'll fight him." But I mean, Andre has nothing more to prove. Blah 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 blah. Like a really nice message. And then I don't know how that devolved into the slapping backstage. Yeah, man. All the shit. Well, I mean, I know how the shit talk started. I mean, because Gordon Ryan shit talks, fucking anyone, right? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I don't know how it took a turn for there to be so much tension between the two of them. But how do I think the fight's going to go? I don't think it'll go well for Andre, to be honest. Yeah. Not, not because, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. I agree with Gordon's initial statement that he doesn't have anything left to prove. You know, the only reason he isn't currently in the ADCC Hall of Fame is because that's just for retired athletes. Mm. So it's assumed that he'll be inducted essentially straight after this Immediately, event because yeah. he'll retire. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not because Galval isn't an elite level grappler, just because he's at the end of his career and Gordon's still in his prime, you know, in, in his prime and, you know, you can't win forever. So I just think, I just don't think it'll go well for, for Andre. Yeah. I I mean, you I, never I, know. I like also that, that fight he had, you know, you look at, 
you know, Gordon's last few appearances and they've been cool Linux. Yeah. I mean the the Panna fight was a whole different scenario. Mm. Some people watch that fight looking at it and going, Oh man, like uh Gordon was just doing his thing and it was all perfectly played part of his game plan and blah, 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 and Panna quit. You know, I looked at it going, well, it was good jiu-jitsu from both guys. You know, it was the uh, first time in a long time seeing people uh, be able to defend certain stuff of Gordon's, you know, when Gordon's trying to hold someone down and they yeah. were able to get back up. Gordon mentioned you know, that in, in the post-fight interview. He, he was talking about, well, you know, um, he, he surprised me in a way that he was shutting down some of the things, so good on him. But I think that because of the animosity there, he wanted to just cook the beans. He wanted to just drag him into like an hour-long match and then sub him. Yeah, which could have could have been the case, right? Uh, you know, and then there was his match against Pedro Marino, which was mm. just oh, crazy. Yeah. And, you know, That's his awesome. match against – I know these guys uh, – maybe not considered to be on the level of Gordon, but God, you know what he did. Man. Yeah, but, you know, he fought Jacob Couch and, you know, yeah, yeah. Roberto Jimenez. Yeah. And these are still very high-level dudes, but perhaps not that same caliber as Gordon. Mm. Whereas Andre's last appearance was that uh, was that weird-ass match in what uh, what championship was it in? But it was that one in the cage and it, he couldn't even finish the duel. Oh, yeah, that was 1FC. Yeah, and yeah. it was a bit sort of – that, like, that was embarrassing. I think was a he bit could have like, done without it. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to – not saying you have to submit every opponent, but you're fighting in the jiu-jitsu world like you're fighting a nobody, yeah. not discrediting that other dude. But, I mean, it'd be different yeah. if you were fighting Pena or Pedro Marino mm. and it went the distance or whatever. But it's like, man, you're fighting like no one. Yeah, this like, guy. You, yeah, you, know, you should have just made a fool of him if you're yeah. if you're expected to then go on and compete with Gordon. Well, like, I mean, if he beats Gordon Ryan in the super fight, he's, he would be considered at that very moment to be – you know, in the conversation for the best grappler in the world at that current time, because Gordon Ryan oh, is unequivocally yeah, the yeah, best yeah. nogi grappler in the world right now. I mean, and there's no, there's no doubting that Andre will come in in good shape. Like mm. he's always, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's always getting that Jesus in the side. Yeah, he's always, yeah, he's always full of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I actually can't recall off the top of my head what the rules are for the super fight. I think, I think it follows ADCC rules. Does it? So it just like has overtime, overtime, overtime. Like there's, it's not like, uh, yeah, a, I think it's, two it's not like a no time limit sub only. No, it's for, I think it's 40 minutes yeah. with overtime. I, I we, we should probably look that up, but yeah, let's assume we're it not is. here to look stuff. No, up, we're here to just fucking make bold yeah. assertions and have our audience be like, what the fuck are these guys <laughs> talking about? That's what we're here for. So you're welcome everybody. Yeah. yeah so, all right. Well, what do you think it's going to go similar? Oh fuck yeah! I think Gordon's I mean, going to. I also I, think, I think like, going to pump him. Yeah, I, think and I also think pumped. Gordon will. Um, you know, if it does go, the longer it goes, yeah. there's no way Galvao's gas Look, tank will keep I up make with a bold, Gordon's. I want to make a bold claim here. I think it won't last twenty minutes. I don't think Gordon wants to drag him out because it's a super fight. Like I think that he's gonna he's gonna fuck around with him for like you know five feel him out on the feet, but as soon as you know Gordon makes his move and gets it down on the ground. Gabas toast. He's going to get yeah, cooked. Yeah, probably. I, uh, yeah, I also I assume that the super fight's the last match to happen. Yeah, I believe on, so. So yeah. it also depends how, you know, how difficult or easy or whatever. How did – because Gordon's doing weight, his yeah, weight division yep. as well. Yep. So how does that play out? And I reckon that could well, easily we could, change. We could talk about plus 99 division, but I think that – Gordon's going to fucking cut. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, you know, it can still play a factor, right? Oh, like, totally, is he gonna, yeah. He's gonna is be he going to go into the super fight being like, oh, fuck, man. 
Like this has been a rough weekend. I'm pretty yeah. tired. Yeah. Or is he going to go in being like, oh man, I'm fresh. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still calling him a pussy. He's not doing the absolutes. Uh, get him. If, you, if you're doing weight, Gordon, do absolute as well. Wait, absolute, they, they, you need a medal in your weight to do absolute. For, for, ADCC. for ADCC? Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah, so absolute comes later. Oh, yeah, I wasn't aware yeah, of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew that so was the case. he probably will. He probably right, will okay. Absolute. My bad. I knew that was the case for I like IBJJF yeah. competitions and stuff. Wait, yeah, no. No, wait, no that's Lachlan, wrong. No, yeah, it is because Lachlan Giles didn't medal in his. Yeah, and he, and did, he absolute. did absolute. Fuck, I have no idea. Yeah, Should do have this up. <laughs> no, Kieran, we're not. Uh, we're not. We don't we're prepare. Not, yeah, we're not coming from a point of education. We're coming from a point of talking shit. Yeah. All right, so the shit talking continues. No, Let's, anyway, we're not. Yeah, we we just want to chat about, you know, things we're excited to see. And I yeah, mean, me. I'm excited <laughs> to see that match. It's still Scott and Galval, two of the best yeah. grapplers of all time. I'm, I'm so. stoked to see. I just want to see the like. I want to see the whole thing resolved. You know, I know it's not going to be, but I just want to see. I've I've been watching from afar this fucking shitstorm of a back and forth shit talk. Fucking, you know, um, it's kind of like uh, BJJ versus uh, American Jiu Jitsu, and you know, it's fucking. That's pretty much what this has become, and I just want to see it like come to a close. I want to see the whole chapter. You know, I just want to see it come to a close. Yeah, but sometimes it, it won't. Like there'll still be some level of yeah, totally. They will, controversy but this something this specific thing. I just want to. I want it to be over now. So I, I want them to fight and fucking hug it out. Hug it out, boys. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the men's uh, 66 kilo division. Now, so, yeah. I'm excited so do, about this one. Do we, do we want to have you attempt to read some names again? It's uh, one of it's my favorite activity. Yeah. I wasn't going to read out all the names. I was just going to sort of go down the list and highlight some people that I'm, you know, excited to see. Maybe highlight some people that I, I'm, I'm tracking. Um, Colabate. Now, he is probably one of the big names in this division, which is crazy because the kid's like 16, 17. You know, he's a purple belt um, out of uh, out of jiu-jitsu. If you haven't heard of Kolobate, you've been living under a rock. He, he is like the the prodigy of the jiu-jitsu space at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he really is. He's, uh, yeah, like you said, he's only 17 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he just turned 17. He's just... Um, he was blue belt forever mm. only because, you know, he's he's graduated through the belts as quick as you can in terms of IBJJF because he still competes in the gi in mm. IBJJF mm. and everything. So uh, you know, his coaches, the Mendez brothers, aren't interested in doing a Josh Saunders on him. Yeah, we'll talk <laughs> and, about Josh Saunders. Yeah. And, and, just th- and just throwing him a brown or, or black belt <laughs> after two years. Which so, is, you could. Like, no one would bat an eye, really, if no, Colabate rocked out as a black belt. The dude beats other black belts, yeah, you know. And, yeah. like, okay, is he going to, you know, is he the de facto winner of the 66 kilo division? Of course not. But, no, 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 you know, can not. he hang with every mm. single guy in that division? Yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, he's still is still in little air quotes a purple belt because he follows the IBJJF time requirements and but yeah so he won everything at blue belt like everything at purple belt he reminds yeah. me very similar to to Roberto Jimenez's trajectory through the belt so Roberto when he was a blue belt his nickname was Blue Shesha because everyone was like you're the Bush, Bush you're like Bushesha but you're a blue belt yeah. and he like won everything at like at like blue and purple and brown and this does happen there's a lot of guys who come through like this uh and it can change you know it changes a lot once you get to black belt but uh yeah he's he's going to be super exciting to watch uh he's just so technical man he's so he's very, so very aggressive good. so good he, he he is exciting to watch um so if you haven't seen why he he is in ADCC is not a handout. He won the uh, the first 
North American trials. So arguably one of the more difficult trials to win the first round of uh, of the, the North American. Yeah, well, I mean, the American trials are good. Well, the American and Brazilian ones are both the hardest yeah, ones to easily, win by easily. far. But yeah, to win one of the first rounds where a lot of the majority of the guys are turning out to try to, mm-hmm. you know, they want to maximize their chances. Yep. You know, the def- most stacked. Yeah. Definitely the most stacked. Then we have uh, Keith Kikorian. I mentioned him before, 10th Planet Black Belt. Uh, he, he's exciting. Exciting fighter. He's been around for a while. Um, who else? Oh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. So, of some course. of the some of the bigger names. So, you got Kennedy Marseille. That's yep. Cobrinha's son. Oh, these are all the invited guys. So, you have the, the guys that, you know, have competed in ADCC previously the- or, or medaled. Um, they they get invited back. Yeah, because you either get invited or you have to. We have to win, win the, the selectives. Yeah, so I've gone. I'm, I'm going through the, the selectives, and I mean, as we go through the selectives, we have to mention our listeners should know Jeremy Skinner, who's been on this podcast. Um, Jeremy Skinner, I went to high school with him, good friend. He, I was there when he won the the uh, the Oceana trials, and it was freaking awesome. It was epic. He yeah. put on a clinic through his division. He won every single match via some form of leg entanglement submission. So I think he got a, a knee bar in the in the final and uh, inside uh, inside heel hooks for for the others. Yeah, Jeremy's a absolute weapon mm. uh, fighting out of absolute MMA mm-hmm. in Melbourne. Although now he lives in lives in Sydney and yeah, trains and, and teaches in Sydney. Yeah, I think he's under um, Sydney West now. Right, yeah, I'm yeah. not sure who he's under now, but he's a black belt from Lachlan Giles and Craig Jones. Mm-hmm. So an absolute machine on the Australian and international scene, mm-hmm. but uh, it's going to be super exciting. He's exciting to watch anyway, but yeah. obviously even more exciting him being a fellow Australian and someone yeah. that, that uh, I've met personally and someone that you obviously know really well. Mm. But the division, I mean – Every division is stacked. People are like are saying, "Oh, the most stacked tournament in grappling history." Yeah, and then the next ADCC will be more stacked than this one. You it's only so, going to yeah. get more and more yeah. stacked. But um, I just want to rattle, just to interrupt your sort of selectives uh, listing. Yeah, just some of the, the names. names yeah. yeah, so you, Kennedy Maceo, you got Gary Tonin, you got Fabricio Andre, who fought on the that last who's number one and had that massive hip throw, mm-hmm. which um, mm-hmm. went a little bit viral. You got AJ. I always forget how to say his name. Agazam, obviously Colabate, you got, you know, Gia Martinez, Ethan Quenlinston from B team. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there <coughs> Josh Cisros, you've got and, and, and Gary Tonin, of course. Yeah, I said Gary Tonin, you oh, sorry. dumbass. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got fucked yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um but some of the other ones, just not to leave anyone out. You've got Diego Pato, Diogo Hayes. Uh, Ashley, you mentioned no Ashley Williams, Gabriel Souza. You mentioned Keith, mm. uh, Sam McNally, and Juan Alvarenga. So you got guys in this one. We've got Australians, Americans, Brazilians. Uh, I'm gonna be ignorantly assume that's an Irish flag, I think, and Canadians. Nice. So good representation. Oh, yeah. and what flag is that? Oh, you got flags. I don't have flags of mine. Ashley Williams. Uh, sorry, bro. Maybe from Wales. I don't know what that flag is. Show me the flag. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Wales. <laughs> uh, I regret doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shit. Um, yeah. So, I mean, 66 division is it's pretty stacked. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. If you... I mean, we didn't really come into this saying we're going to do predictions necessarily oh, like shit. ahead of time. But if Here you just had to – I mean, not the, 
who do you loose think? predictions? Who yeah, I'm like loose predictions? Who, who I've got my eye on on this in this uh, division? I definitely have my eye on um, Colabate. I've already made that very clear. Um, I've got my eye on Ethan Krellenstein, of course, just being a, a B team fanboy. Um, I think that. Yeah, and obviously Jeremy Skinner. Those, those are the three I'm, I'm really looking out for. I think, you know, obviously Geo's always in the conversation. Gary's always in the conversation. There's just so many. But uh, those are the three that I'm excited for. If I, I was to like wanting to see a final, I mean, I don't know the the chances of this, but I'd like to see something like Cola Barté and Jeremy Skinner. Right. For my own selfishness. Yeah, for me, who who do I who do I want to win? I mean, yeah, if I could if I could pick the winner. I would pick either uh, Jeremy, Jeremy because you know I know him and, we're and he's Australian. <laughs> but I would also pick Kennedy because I, I know Kennedy as well. So uh, you know I like okay, yeah. I like both of those guys. Yeah. Uh, but I'm probably the most excited really for Cole. But I'm actually incredibly excited to see Gary because he's mm. I I believe. This is the first time he's doing 66 at ADCC. He oh, usually yeah. fights heavier at 77. Okay. At 77. So uh, from some things I've read and just random posts and that I've seen, I believe the consensus is, well, this is like more his natural weight division. Like he should do much better. That's interesting. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see Gary fight. People uh, forget it, people's, people's memories in jiu-jitsu are so fleeting, you know, because he's been focusing on MMA recently and because, you know, his last jiu-jitsu match didn't go so great. Um, but yeah, there's, against there's, um, was Kate or Ty. I yeah, yeah. The Rotolo yeah. brother who, like, yeah. didn't he, like, just, like, darcy him in, like, Yeah, he got darsed very quickly. But, I mean, the, you can have a completely different conversation about, you know, that whole match. And, and – you know, you're not defined by one match. No. Your jiu-jitsu isn't defined by by one submission. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the point I was trying to make is people people's memories are fleeting. I know that a lot of, like, because he hasn't been on who's next and who's number one for a little while. Yeah, and his last match was kind of shit. Yeah. Forgot about him. It's like fucking Gary Tonin. How can you forget? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all must have forgot. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's pretty pretty standard. All right, let's 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 move swiftly along to the um, men's 77-kilo division. Oh, shit. It's getting more stacked. Oh, yeah. This one this one is, I think, the general consensus is the 77 um, is the kilo is, is, is like the – Is the most stacked we've ever had. So yeah, I mean, I look at the 77 as the most, yeah, yeah for totally. sure. The most stacked division. Totally. And uh, now the two divisions I'm most excited about is 66 because of Jeremy being in them. And, uh, purely from a, like a fanboy perspective is the 77. Yeah. For me, I'm, I'm most excited about the 77 and the, and the, maybe either the 99 or the over hundred. Now nah, probably the over hundred and the 77 I'm the most excited for. Yeah. Sick. But anyway, yeah. let's, let's, so this one I'll, um, I'll read out all the names cause that let's all, go through, uh, let's isolate it to in, let's separate trial winners and invited just to. Okay. Well, you've got that list. So I've got the flag list. So you oh, go, okay, okay. You, you go, you go first. Oh shit. I got to fucking uh, right, embarrass yeah, myself. You, you here. So JT Torres, Tommy Langaker, um, Olivera Taza, Oliver Tazo, I don't know why I said Olivera. Cade Rotolo, William Tackett, Mikael, uh, Mika Gaval, Roberto Jimenez, and Kenta. Um, apologies, Kenta. I'm going to butcher your last name. Uh, Iwa, Iwamoto. He is a Japanese guy who won the Oceana Trials. 
So they're all the, the trials winners. Yeah, those are all the trials winners. I probably should have read out the, the trials. But the order went uh, the two European trials, the two North American trial winners, and then the two South American, and finally the the, the last seed being the Oceania trial winners. So for me, Kenta's the only person I haven't heard of yeah. in that list. And yeah, and the only reason I know him is because I was there when he won. Yeah, yeah. And every, everyone else is, you know, absolute beast. This division is out of control, man. Yeah. So some of the other names you've got on there, you've got Hanata Kunutu, you've got Lucas Lepri, Davi Ramos, you've got Lachlan Giles, Dante Leon, Mickey Ryan, uh, PJ Bash, William Tackett, and I think you read everyone else out. Yeah. Uh, so, man, that division is fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> who do you want to win it? Okay, well, maybe not who I like want to win, but who I think is going to win. I think Cade, Cade's got a real shot. Oh, Oliver does as well, man. Like, and anyone, this could be anyone. Mika is what? Well, fuck me. There's so many. There's so many. And then you got Lucas Lepre. You can't, you can't sleep on Lucas Lepre. Yeah, you can't think, sleep on, uh, you know, Lachlan Giles as well. Like, Nicky Ryan is a fucking beast, but Nicky Ryan has been injured. And I'm jumping around. Had so many injuries. He, he's been injured. So the, from that perspective alone, that's why I'm like I'm not talking about him in the, the conversation of like podium, just because you know I'm being biased here and I'm I'm saying like you know injury the the he's got less of a chance than he normally would. Otherwise, he would definitely be in the conversation. So fuck, I'm probably completely wrong, but I think Mika, Cade, and probably Oliver have the best shot. You're all fucking over the place, Kieran. Yeah, like a virgin at a gangbang. Get it together. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Mika Mika Galval probably has the best shot. Yeah, I mean, who do I want to win? Obviously, again, someone I personally know. Well, two people I personally know: Lachlan Giles. I would love to see him win. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and also Lucas Lepri. Yeah. But I also want Lucas to win. I'm torn between the two of them. I want Lockie to win because I know him personally, and he's Australian. Yeah. I want Lucas to win because I know him personally, but. Also, I really want Lucas to win because it's like the only title he doesn't have, you know. So he's a black belt world champion. He's a European champion. He's a he's a Pan champion. He's a Brazilian champion. You know, it's just the only title he doesn't have. And you know, arguably, this is his last chance. Yeah, he's at the end of his career, and you got these young guys like Cade and Mika coming through that that. Yeah. You know, the, the next generation. Who do I think it is probably going to win? Man, I think it's, for me, I would say it's between either Cade, Mika, yeah. or Hanatu. Yeah, I, I agree with that. 100%. I think they're the three probably favorites. Yeah. You know, just despite Mika and Cade being like newer kids on the block, I mean, just they're just fucking. They're out, undeniable. They're just out of control. They are undeniable. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that division's just off it's the exciting. Hook. It's I so, like, so crazy. A big smile on my face, just like reading off all the names, looking at all these like potential matchups. It's going to be incredible. Like some of these people have never fought before as well. So to see like someone, you know, someone like Lachlan Giles, if he, if he comes up against Mika Galvao, that'd be an incredible match. Yeah. That's like, right. I'd be so excited yeah. to see that. R regardless of who would, who won, I would be happy either yeah. way, really. Um, even though, you know, I'm biased toward uh, Lachlan Giles because, Man's an absolute legend. Yeah, I'm also keen, like having spoken to Lockie not long ago about his preparation for ADCC and what he's been working on for it. Yeah, we did you know? like obviously don't divulge his game game plan, but <laughs> what did he what did he say? Well, like in terms of his training, did did he share anything that you were like, oh, okay, that's unusual. 
No, no, not not really. Like he, we didn't really talk about his tra- like as in his training routine, so mm. to speak. We just talked about like his strategy for for ADCC, which definitely. I'm obviously not going to mention. Yeah, now. definitely not, not. Not that I assume any of our listeners are going to call up. The, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, hey, Mika, Mika, Mika on speed now. I, I, I just heard uh, but, uh, Adam Child said, "Yeah, <laughs> Adam, <who>? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, but I'll, but you know, we'll leave it to see whether he can implement it. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be exciting. Yeah, very." Uh, On to the 88. I mean, again, another Another very stacked division. division. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you you want to go first or do you want me to flag read? No, flag read. And then I want to, I want to highlight some, some guys that I'm like, so we got the previous uh, winner. We got Mateus Diniz, you know, from Marcelo Garcia's. We got Shanji, Shanji, fucking legend. Uh, We got Hulk. We got uh, Mason. What's his, what's his uh, last name again? Sorry. Mason, Mason Flower. Fagna Hosha, Ty Rotolo. John Blank, Josh Hinger, um, shit, what's his dude's name? Oh, Giancarlo Bodoni. That's a dude who fought um, uh, J Rod at that uh, last. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then we have speaking Jake of the devil. Rodriguez, Izaki Bayance, uh, Egan Flanagan, Isaac Mitchell. Santari, Lilius, sorry, Alexandre Jesus, and Bob Frias. So, I mean, lots of big names. Obviously, yeah. we, got, we got two Australians in this division, so that's really exciting yeah. in Bob and Isaac. Yeah. Uh, but I'm probably most excited to see, I mean, Mateus being a, a Marcelo fan and a fan of his, Shanji's just a legend of the sport. Yeah. I really like Watching Josh Hinger, I think he's got such good jujitsu. Yeah, uh, but J Rod's very exciting. Like being a young gun, you know, just wait. Like, where's J Rod? Uh, he's not in here, is he? Yeah, yeah. He he won the second oh, sorry, North sorry, American yes, trials. Yes, Jacob. Sorry, I was like, yeah, where's yeah, J? Yeah, I'm yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. it to wait, actually like, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So J Rod, for those that don't know, yeah, sorry, is, is he, Nicky Rod's yeah, Nicky Rod's little brother in the B team. Obviously, a wrestling background. He's a blue belt, I believe, at this still at this time. Yeah, yeah. He's been training for about two years, and the guy's a beast. He unfortunately got he unfortunately got absolutely fucking murdered um, by no, was it J Rod? So, uh, yeah, wasn't it? He fought Jacob Couch just recently at the. Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Talking the wrong guy. We need to speed dial Anthony. I watched, get get I watched, Anthony on the phone. Anthony, Anthony. Yeah, he did, and he just got. He just got absolutely fucking murdered by him. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, look, I think in in his case, J Rod is incredibly, incredibly good, particularly considering how long he's been training. But he needs more time. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm in in terms of just skipping right into it. In terms of like my predictions here in this division and who I'm like super like have my eye on. I I, I want to watch J Rod because he's exciting and he's he's a prodigy. He's young. He he's gonna be a big name in the sport. He already is. And the guy's a blue belt, and that's awesome. Yeah, but he's not. But yeah, he's but not. In he's, terms of his chances to win it, I think that would be a absolute. That would be left field. I don't think anyone's expecting him to. Yeah, he's not gonna. He's not gonna win it. I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. But anyway, never say never. But I don't think so. Particularly with this division, it's so stacked. I mean, you could have that same conversation with Isaac Michelle. I think that Isaac. Uh, for those that don't know, Isaac Michelle is uh, Craig Jones's prodigy at the moment, uh, training out of the B team, and he trains with uh, J Rod. So and he won the he won who's, 99. The who's next? He won yes. the ninety nine kilo yes. selectives here in the Oceania yeah. Trials, yep. but he also won that. Uh, he won who's next? Who's yeah, next with the, the no time limit match yeah, against the infamous uh, uh, fucking ch- uh, Chambers, Kyle, Kyle Chambers. Chambers. Yeah, the the very long drawn out 
fucking protect took for so long else. took so long go, back, go, back, go backstage do, do something yeah. entertaining Kyle Chambers yeah yeah, yeah. Isaac fucked. dominated him even though it, it took so long it was it was a pure one side I mean, it's exciting but yeah it'll be we'll see I mean he came off he's had two back to back losses since mm. uh, since winning trials but anyway he, he, no 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 uh, sorry J-Rod oh J-Rod yeah 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 totally totally but I'm I'm very excited to see Isaac Michelle I, I don't know if he's like he's so freaking good he's so good um, but I th- I, he's not in his prime yet he's got another couple years yeah he's where, in early 20s isn't yeah, he yeah I think he's about 23 so he he's like such a nice guy very very humble like soft spoken but on the mats he's a he's a weapon um, yeah I'm, I got a lot of time for Isaac I, and I'm, I'm very excited to see him compete uh, but in terms of like winning chances, I I also this is this is like the the Kieran who's who fucking bias list now because I also really want to see Isaac, um, you know, get on the on the podium because uh, Isaac is it Isaac or Isaac Isaac? I think it's sorry, Isaac, I'm, I'm jumping around here. I Isaac Bahens. So I'm, I'm oh, Isaacy Bahens. Isaacy, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, Isaacy. Like the the I suppose the brazilian isaac <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love to man he's just he he bangs bro he yeah goes dude, so he fucking, hard he fucking bangs and yeah. the reason i'm so biased toward this is he influenced you know my current trajectory my current style like he was the what you, you pointed him out and you said hey this was like when i was a white belt like six months into the game and i, I think i came to you oh, i want to get better fucking rah, rah, what should i be focusing on like you know and you said oh you know try and look at developing a style check this guy out and i just binge watch all of his like comps like his highlight reel the guy was you know i'm just like yeah this guy's the fucking shit and uh yeah. you know i got a man crush on him so I, i'm very excited to see him um compete yeah there's actually there's actually i think for me there's like five dudes i i really excited to watch which would be azaki ty hulk shanji and um and mateus yeah. uh in terms of who do i think could could win it i think maybe Maybe those five as yeah, well. I think Ty, sure. I mean, Ty's definitely in the conversation. For yeah, the just so young and aggressive that yeah. you know you can never write off someone like Shanji. Is absolute totally. You know, if I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this, if Ty Rotolo doesn't get on the podium, I'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Another good man. They're all good divisions. They're all fucking good. But, um, they're all fucking good. Anyway, on on to the next. Yeah. So now we into the under ninety nine. This is probably the division I know the least about. Apart from the like obvious names um, like Yuri and uh, Craig Jones, but anyway, Adam takes away. Read some names. So we got Craggy Jonas. This is starting off great. Craggy <laughs> Jonas from Australia. Yep. Never heard of him. No. He's wearing a hat. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. so we've obviously got Craig Jones, um, Yuri Samoins, Rafael Lovato Jr. Kainen Duarte, Pedro Marino, Nicholas Marigali, uh, Vinicius Rator, uh, João Costa, Luke Griffith, Patrick Goido, Paul Ariola, Paul. <laughs> Enrique Sassoni, Kyle Bohm, and Devontae Johnson. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard of a, a few of these guys, but to be honest, like the. The ones that I've that I've really heard of is obviously Yuri, Nicholas Maragali, Craig Jones. Those are the ones I know the most about, I'd say. Yeah, so there's I mean, I would say probably the yeah, uh, they're probably listed in the order as the most 
is the more likely dudes to win. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, unfortunately, as much again, a legend of the sport in in Rafael Lovato Jr. I don't like his odds after watching his match against Marigali at the last. Yeah. You know where, you know Nicholas just smashed him. I don't think Nicholas will necessarily win either. <laughs> as much as I'd like him to win, because he's such a I mean, he gets a lot of hate, but if you know him, he's a really nice dude. I really like Nicholas. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Pedro Marino, sure, Gordon Ryan made him look like shit, but you can't – I mean, the dude's a no-gi world champion. Like, he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, you know, Yuri Samoins is always dangerous. Craig Jones, of course. You know, Kainen Duarte. Yeah, don't need to say anything more about Craig Jones. Mm. Vinicius Trator, he's, you know, he's a beast as well. You know, only lost the last ADCC to uh, to Gordon. So, man, Stacked, man, I don't know. It's another really good division. Yeah, but who uh, do I got, think will win? I yeah. think, that I think. I mean, Craig is definitely a favorite. Yeah. I think Kainan is too. Um, and, and Yuri Samoins. They would probably be the three that I would pick. Yeah, totally. I, Vinicius I, I, too, I, man. Like I think last ADCC he got silver, if I'm not mistaken. From Alliance, yeah. I could be wrong, but he definitely made the podium. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, exci- excited for that division too. Excited for all of them. Yeah, it's absolutely stacked. Um, yeah, I, I want to see Craig Jones, like, get rack up some wins. He's had, like, a, a bit of a rough fucking, you know, rough go in the last few matches that he's sort of G'd up. Um, yeah, so I want to I want to see him, you know, this this is his prime. Like, Craig, like ADCC Nogi is – this is the best format for him, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. So if he doesn't do well here, then it's going to be disappointing for him. Um, you know, but I'm very, very keen to see Craig. I think everyone, like, everyone's for fucking Craig. You should get fanboy. some leopard pants. I should get some leopard pants. I, I should have got him to sign him. I, I met him. I should have. I got a photo with Craig. <laughs> we're, ba- we're basically friends. Um, okay, so. <laughs> he awkwardly put his arm around me. Yeah, he awkwardly. <laughs> we're yeah, like brothers. Uh, this guy. What's your name again? Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> and. Uh, All right, plus 99, over 99. So, yeah, I, I know a little bit about a lot of these guys. Yeah, take it away, Adam. <laughs> that's all Kieran knows. Um, no, a little bit of that, a little bit. So we've obviously, okay, so we obviously got Gordon Ryan, Felipe Pena, Victor Hugo, Vinny Magalhães, Jerome Gabriel Rocha, Orlando Sanchez, Roberto Abreu, Cyborg, uh, Nicky Rod, and now here we get to the names I can't really pronounce. Heisem Ridda, Daniel Manasoy, John Hansen, Roosevelt Souza, Max Gimenez, Heike Jusila, <laughs> Damon yeah, Ravis, and Josh Saunders. Yeah. So we got uh, – hang on, let me double check. Hang on. Oh, Joshy Saunders. Right, well, so we have an Australian in every division. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't think we really need to discuss who the favourite is. It's obviously Gordon Ryan Yes, would be the favourite. But, man, like – Cyborg is the dude is timeless. Yeah, how is he? Yeah, not, what the how fuck? Is he, how is he still competing? <laughs> he lives at this up to level? his name, Cyborg. The right. dude is like crazy. He's, he's in mid forties. Uh, yeah, let me well, let's double early, check. Early forties, like this, this dude. If you don't know who Cyborg is, like this guy has been around. He's he fucking gets around. He's been in the he's game. He's forty one. Forty one, and he's still competing at the top That's level. Fucking crazy. He's man. not in masters division. He competes in adult division. Well, he does do masters. Well, he would go do masters world. Oh, he just smash the gi and smash every single win. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. didn't know that actually. I, I thought he just did adult, but the guy just fucking doesn't quit. He's, he's great, and he I think he lost in twenty 
the 2022 Worlds to Marigali by uh, a loop choke. A loop choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a good match though. Like it was a good match. Yeah, um, he's a beast. So, but man, massive names. Yeah, obviously Gordon's the favorite, mm. you know, Felipe Pena. Victor Hugo's a machine as well. Vinny Magalhães is a legend of the sport. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll win it, but, you know, Joel Gabriel Hosher is also uh, an absolute beast. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm and excited to see. And then, even, uh, and then even Gordon has said that he thinks that Nicky Rod has the potential to, to you know. Yeah. Well, he said he said that he believes him and Nicky will be on opposite sides of the bracket. And he said, I believe that Nicky has potential the, the, the potential finals. to beat everyone on his side of the bracket. I have to agree with that. Like Nicky, Nicky Rod, we haven't seen him really compete in a while. It's been it's been a little it's been a minute since he's you know competed openly. Yeah. And you know, particularly from the aftermath of the whole Danaher Death Squad split up and the B team creation, this is going back a year now. It was, you know, after the dust sort of settled for the first like six to twelve months, he came out and was talking a bit of shit about uh Gordon Ryan. So yeah, I mean, he's got a lot to to live up to. And do I think that he can beat Gordon Ryan? No. No, I don't. But do I think he could be in the finals with Gordon Wright? Yeah, he definitely has that. He definitely yeah. has that in him. So I'm, I'll am i be watching that. I think if he gets knocked out in the first round, I'll be an upset. Who do you want to win that division? Oh, man. I don't know if I want them to win, but it's just – it's inevitable. Gordon Wright's going to win. And I think if anyone beats him, it'll be like one of the biggest upsets we've seen in, in recent jiu-jitsu. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, I think who I want to win, I would like – Penner to win, you know, and interesting. I think one of the most exciting potential matchups is is Gordon and, and Penner. Yeah, just because yeah. the you know, look the controversy of the last event with with Gordon and Penner. You know whether you you know you can argue that that shouldn't have gone ahead because of the tragic passing of of Leandro Lowe or you know so Penner should just pulled out. Then you can argue oh but he took more money for the fight and. I mean, okay, yeah, whichever way you want to cut the pie, mm. you can argue that he bitched out at the 30 or 40-minute mark or whatever. But, you know, with the – I don't know, like if anyone listening has had a had a had the, the tragic passing of someone close to them, man, like, I don't know, maybe he got 40 minutes in and that's when he just emotionally – like that – his emotions with all the – the physical fatigue and the fact mm. he's in a in a fight and mm. whatever, like it could have just been, you know, he just couldn't keep going. So, like, I'm not using the death as a crutch, but there's whichever way you slice the pie, you can make arguments for for whatever point of view you want to have of that event. I want to see a rematch. Yeah, and I also hate fucking no time limit format. Yeah. I love it as a training tool and as yeah. a for a bit of fun we recently did one in the gym a little no time limit thing but it's all just for fun and games right yeah. it's not a professional competition no matches lasted fucking an hour yeah two hours. where you're trying to like crown someone the best grappler in the world yeah so i much prefer to see gordon and felipe compete under yeah. a rule set yeah me too it remind me of this meme that came up on, <laughs> on my phone the other day hang on i think i might be able to find it. i think i may have seen it uh, the and it was something like you know, it's a little like four four caption cartoon, and it's like a guy, and he's like, "It's like welcome to hell," and he's like, "Oh, there's far less fire than I thought." And he goes, "Well, everyone's hell's different, you know." And then the next caption is the guy, you know, for eternity, you're going to watch no time limit jujitsu in the gi via IPJJF rules. And he's like, "No, <laughs> that, that is the worst. That is literally that is literally hell." Yeah. So 
But yeah. that's that's what I, I mean. That's probably the most excited thing I am. The entire event, I'm most Felipe excited for Ryan. the potential yep. Gordon and and Felipe. Call a mini. I mini mean, well, they signed a rematch anyway, but yep. I don't know if that rematch has been signed under again no time limit rules. I'd say, so. and if it has been, then I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm not really interested in that again. Like, yeah. I'll still watch it. But- you want to end in sight. You want it to be like you sit down. No matter what, it's going to be 40 minutes. You don't have to fucking watch them any longer than 40 minutes. But yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we spoke about that in the. No time limits suck yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, we did. But yeah, I definitely want to see I definitely want to see that match if it happens. Yeah. But totally. otherwise, you know, Nicky Rod's just always exciting to watch. I mean, last ADCC, we watched him and Cyborg go to war, uh, yeah. Go to war, and yeah, that was sick. awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, and and Jamal Gabriel Horsha. I think, yeah, I think those if it weren't Gordon to win it, I don't know. Like I think your money would then have to be on Panna. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. Felipe and Nikki. But any anything can happen, man. I mean, last time Gordon fought fought Trail Gabriel Hoshi, tore his ACL, right? Like so, <laughs> you know, mm. anything can happen. Um, I I actually just selfishly, I want to see what happens with Josh Saunders. So Josh Saunders is like this come out of nowhere sort of guy. He he trains out of Sydney West in uh, here in Sydney, and he won the Oceana Trials. Josh is a fucking mammoth of a man. He is the biggest dude like going around. He he is a, a solid muscle, one twenty five kilos or something like that. Uh, and you know, I believe he, also on the acai and Jesus. Yeah, he's diet. he's he's on a lot of acai and Jesus. He, <laughs> he loves he loves a bit of Jesus. So <laughs> which I'm not dissing him. Everyone in everyone this, is on Jesus. <laughs> percent of people not in this division but in this event are on acai. Yeah, I'd say ninety nine point nine. Maybe yeah, so. one or two that might piss clean, but we'll, yeah. we'll fucking. I mean, not be on Jesus. <laughs> whatever we whatever we're saying, um, read between the lines there, people. Uh, but Josh Saunders, that little backstory of this guy, if, you, if you're not from Australia, he's been training for a bit longer than me, about two and a half years, I believe, around two, two and a half years at this point. And he's, he's a brown belt. So he's been absolutely catapulted through the belt. So technically he, he would still be a blue belt under IBJJF rule set or, or, or thereabouts, or maybe just a purple belt by now. But regardless, he, he is a, he's been awarded his brown belt in, in like BJ Penn sort of time frame. And if he does well at ADCC, I, I don't see why he wouldn't be awarded a black belt from his coach very soon. Soon, so he could which be a pisses, which is that's a com- that's a conversation for another day. But he could be a three year black belt effectively under his coach. Um, so this guy has come out of nowhere. He's won trials and now he's he's on like the that's world so bullshit, stage, man. It's so bullshit on the on the most stacked ADCC division ever, and he's been training for just over two years. That's incredible. Like regardless it's not, of- It's not incredible. It is incredible. It really, really it's is. incredibly if I retarded. Did, so if I did that, if, if that was my progression, being like similar sort of training for a similar sort of time uh, and I was on this ADCC No, win, winning the trials is incredible. Yes. Yeah, that's Sorry. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah winning yeah. the trials is incredible, man. Oh, I'm like, not talking about his belt progression. That's it. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, I, don't, right. I don't give a fuck about it. And we, could, we, we have talked about this so many times. It doesn't really matter like- there's levels to the game. Like if you look at this division, there's fucking blue belts and purple belts in it. Like the fact that he's, whether he's a brown belt or fucking purple, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But no, it does. It, it doesn't. But like in it, this com- in this context of like competing at ADCC. Right, right, right. right. Um, like it does. That matters for something else in jujitsu. And we can talk about culture and progression and, you know, earning your, earning your way through the belts and everything like that. But purely from a standpoint of remove all belts. And this guy has been training for just over two years. 
regardless of how much Jesus and Asahi he 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 likes, um, the fact that he has been able to get onto the world stage, how well he will do on this world stage, anyone's guess. But I mean, I know where what I would like to see and what is realistic are two different things. But I am very interested to see, you know, how he goes, how he holds up. Because the guy has a, a lot of confidence and I, I just want to see how it goes. I'm excited. Yeah, I think his Instagram stories are full of saying that like he likes his chances against Gordon and all that <laughs> stuff like that, right? Look, whether or not he actually believes that is another story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's his persona. He's like, for those that don't know anything about this guy, he's like the confidence man. He's the alpha male. He's the big guy in the room. He's like the, uh, he's he runs a company called HPU Coaching, like high performance unit coaching. To, to give you an idea of the type of guy he is. He's a, he's a, he's a man's man sort of thing. Like, Yeah, I mean, I've never yeah. met him personally. but um, And like you said, in the context of this, it doesn't matter. There's no belts in ADCC, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah the, the whole, you know, being awarded belts so quickly, yeah, it's a different conversation, but, you know, I'll just, the, the you know, you can't just get a lucky hole in one in a game of golf and then just be like, cool, you're on the PGA Tour. You know, like you mm. can't just you can't just you know save someone's life by CPR and be here's your he's your doctorate you're now you're now a doctor <laughs> yeah, because okay. like you know like two three years there's too much information in jujitsu the only people who are learning enough jujitsu in three years to be wearing a black belt you would have to be a savant you know like there's just too much fucking shit it's just not possible. You know, and the problem with that is then people start looking up to that person for advice and then mm. they're opening gyms or whatever. And it's just not good for the sport, mm. you know, but. Uh, but he is an outlier. I don't think, I don't know anyone like, any, just anyone could do it. You know what I mean? Regardless of, of how much not. Jesus. No, no, no. Um, but the guy trains, he, he makes my training schedule look like a fucking hobbyist. And I train a lot. Like he trains twice a day, every day and lifts every day. You can only do that with the, with the help of Jesus, but <laughs> so get praying boys. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 he's literally dedicated the last two years of his life. He does nothing else, but does his, runs his coaching business and trains. Yeah. But I mean, even then it's not like that. That's not more training than yep. and Gordon I, Ryan's And doing, I think that, you know, like it's not, that's the that's that's important just, distinction. That's, that's just training how a, a pro would, yeah. how a professional athlete but, trains. But what you said before is, is a really important distinction. I know we're getting a little bit off topic from ADCC, but in terms of the way you see belts and a lot of people, particularly from, you know, your lineage and your, your, your like school will say is that the belt not only represents your, your ability, it represents time. It represents reps and it represents knowledge base, foundational knowledge base. Right. Whereas Josh's coach would see the belt progression representing, um, you know, obviously those things, cause he's a very reputable coach. He's one of the best, you know, in the business at the moment. Um, but it would also in, in, oh man, that, that's a conversation for another day. I, I can see your face, but like in terms of competition success, that's probably where he's putting most of his weight in terms of belts. He, he's saying, okay, in competition, Josh has earned the, the, the Brown belt because he's beaten everyone in, in the, in Australia in this scene at blue, absolutely demolished. He's never been beaten. He's never been subbed. He's never lost which is crazy to think about. He's never lost a match and he competes a lot. That, that's pretty That's pretty wild. And it culminated with him, you know, winning trials, awarded his brown belt. That's probably where his coach is more thinking, leaning toward. Um, more, more so that than like his foundational jiu-jitsu knowledge. Does that make sense? Disagree? I mean, I, I get like the, 
I understand the argument, but doesn't mean it makes sense. Fair enough. You know, like you can't, you know, okay, you know, winning everything here. Okay, well, off, off you go to, you know, where the, the competition's better. Like, you know, yeah, it's, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, why isn't he? Do- well, it's, it's not like if you want a bodybuilding here in Australia, you then like, well, I guess you're the de facto Mr. Olympia. Yeah, no, well, no, like, get, okay. You. If you're winning you. here, then onto the go. next, onto the next pedigree, you know? Yeah. Like, off the worlds, but he can't compete in IBJJF. No. Be nice if he had a coach. So this is his, that. this is his IBJJF, if that makes sense. Yeah. Look, I think it just, I just don't think it's good for the progression of the, the sport and the, the maintaining the standards of the sport. But, but anyway, yeah, him winning trials is awesome. You know, there's an Australian in every division. So obviously him being an Australian, I'd love to see him do well. Uh, it just will help. I mean, his competition success, you can't argue that that would help the Australian jiu-jitsu scene because mm. internationally people go, man, there's just more and more dudes coming out of Australia doing well. So, so I definitely wish him best yeah. of luck. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to pick any other favorite other than Gordon yeah. for that, for that division. And, it, and it's interesting because Oceana trial winners are generally the bottom seed. They go up against one of he the top seeds. Gordon first. He yeah. could have Gordon first. That would be. But then you never know, amazing. right? Like, what if Gordon fucks up? What? Oh, like, no I mean, way. it's like not this, happening. <laughs> you know, I, you don't quite have the same analogy of a puncher's chance in jujitsu. But I mean, you, we also previously said, you know, you you have bad Anything days. Happen, like yeah. Gordon, Look, Gary Tonin got caught in that dust choke. You know, shit can happen. You can get injured. What if he just goes? What if Gordon just goes? Blasts. Who the fuck's this dude? And, yep. Maybe doesn't Josh, even give him the time of day yeah. and then gets smoked. And then like, he blasts a double leg and just like takes his foot over or something crazy. Yeah, like, and like Gordon just like, ah, this, this guy will never be able to do this. And Josh picks him up and dumps him on his head and Gordon gets, you know, uh, gets days. Fuck, man, anything can happen, yeah. right? Like no one expected Craig to do well against Leandro Lowe That's when, true. when they fought and that was his big moment. Like. Yeah. You know, Everyone underestimated Lachlan Giles. We talk about it a million times. It's yeah. like the story of the 2019 ADCC. Yeah. So the story of the Australians in ADCC, right? Of yeah. just uh, coming out of nowhere. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. That'd um, be so cool. Like, oh man, it'd be hilarious. Like to, not hilarious, but like just, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. I know. To I just, the belt thing just frustrates me because I, I just it. think, yeah. you know, if you're, I mean, you as someone who has knows a bit, now about jujitsu, if you, it doesn't, it's not like time equals being better and, you know, mm-hmm. knowing more, but it does to a certain degree. Like, I mean, where's the cutoff? Like if you go, if I go, Oh, Kieran, you can, you can choose between these two gyms. This guy's had a black belt for, Oh no, sorry. Like this guy got his black belt in 10 years. This guy got his black belt in eight and you might go, Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. What yeah. about this guy's had his black belt in eight years. This guy this guy got his in six. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yep. Okay, this guy, choose between these gyms. This guy got his black belt in six years. This guy got it in four. This guy got it in four. This guy got it. Oh, this guy got his black belt in six months. Like where's the cutoff where you go, well, that can't be right. Yeah, I'd say, well, I think. Because you've got to remember yeah, as well, question, BJ yeah. Penn got his black belt. It was a different time. Yeah. Like the standards weren't what they are now. The sport wasn't it, what it is now. And he lived and breathed jiu-jitsu, did nothing else in his life. Yeah, and you and know, like it was a different yeah. As, as, you know, you can't know. Nah, yeah. I, I get no, I'm it. sure if you went back far enough, any, anyone who was, who had the stomach to not puke when they saw an arm that had been severed, you're a doctor, patch it up. <laughs> you know, like the standards change. Chuck a bandaid on it. 
Where would yeah. you where would you say the line is? Man, that's such a gray zone. I think like if you get your black belt in under six years, I think that that to me, depending on the coach, if you get your black belt in under six, I'm kind of like, fuck, really? Yeah, it's pretty quick. That's that's fast. Because I think we calculated once out and I think the absolute fastest you can possibly get it is in six, in six you, years. By IBJJF standards. By I, IBJF yeah. standards. Which so again, we've spoken about a lot of people don't care about anymore. Yep, but yep. I mean, we've also, God, we've done so many episodes arguing similar topics that, you know, well, you know, if it doesn't matter, then, you know, like – there needs to be some parameters. Otherwise it's just a fucking cluster free for all, you know, and then you have McDojo's that's like, right. Handing you know, shit and that's, out, that's, paying that's, the money. It's one of the things people love about jujitsu. It's not a bullshit. You can't buy, buy, buy your way in. Yeah. And, I mean, look, regardless. But if there aren't any, if there aren't any checkpoints that you yeah. need to pass through, well then you can kind of buy your way. But in when it comes you. to your day-to-day training on the mats, like these days, I mean, yeah, I, I respect the belt because it represents particularly if you've awarded the belt, because it represents, I know what, what it represents because I know what your values are. I know what your, your ethics are and I know your standards. So I, I acknowledge and respect that. But in terms of like my everyday rolling belts don't really mean that much. Like if I, you know, what I'm trying to say is if a, if a blue belt goes against a purple belt, it doesn't mean that the purple belt's going to smoke them. And it doesn't mean that they should either because, you know, everyone's different. What if the purple belt was, you know, in his late fifties had been training for like, six years trains once or twice a week as a professional and the blue belt trains every single day and is a competitor. Like we've used that yeah, example before. Yeah. Should the, the purple belt win? No, not, not necessarily. Would you expect him to win? Does it mean that, that that blue belt is actually a purple belt? No, it doesn't. So that that's my sort of philosophy and that's, that's the way I view it. So to me, belts don't really matter in that sense. Yeah. I'm still going to smash you. And I think like, uh, you know, if I was to look at, you know, what Craig's doing at the B team, I think he's, taking a, a good approach like you look at isaac right like yeah. isaac won no gi worlds at brown belt and then he won the trials mm. in the weight division above the mm. division he's actually competing in i mean he hasn't just instantly been given a black belt he didn't right yeah. Yeah. you know and uh i kind of expected him to but yeah because he, he hasn't been a brown belt for very long no and you know another example is you know you spoke about j-rod how he's very good very exciting won trials but he's just a blue belt, you know, and he is still a blue belt. And I think that was evidently shown when he fought Jacob Couch at the last who's number one. And, uh, and you know, Jacob Couch is, I believe, still a brown belt. He I, is. Yeah, I don't think he's been awarded his black belt yet, but he's been a brown belt for a year or so. Mm. He's fought Gordon Ryan. He's been on a bunch of these, like, you know, he submit, submitted Roberto Jimenez. So he's been on a bunch of events and, mm. you know, like you could he could easily be a black belt, but whatever, he's an experienced competitive brown belt. And I think that showed a lot that, that you go, okay, J-Rod's a weapon, but like, this is what, like, you're still a blue belt, you know, this is a, okay, it's not always clear. Like you said, oh, because he's a brown belt, he should beat the blue belt. It's not always like that, but majority of the time, I mean, I think that fight perfectly showed the difference in experience and like, okay, yeah, you're, you're a weapon, but doesn't mean you just like, wham, give him a brown belt then. Mm. You know, and it represents more. It, it, it not only do you have the cultural aspect of it and the, the time and like, you know, you got to earn it, all that sort of stuff that, that needs to be in the conversation because that, that is important to jujitsu culture, whether you like it or not. Um, I, I, I think it's important and I, I support it. Uh, but it, also it does represent your base of knowledge. You know, you may be a spe- we've talked about, talked about this before. 
you may be an absolute specialist in one area. And if you are a blue belt that is very good at keeping people in your specialty, maybe it's leg entanglements because that's probably the most realistic example. Say you're a, you're a blue belt and you carve through ADCC trials because you get everyone plays the leg game with you and you're just so more, much more experienced because that's all you do every single day for the last two years. You've just done this one submission. Okay, if you catch everyone in it, you're going to win. But as soon as you're taken out of that depth, do you have the same level of knowledge expected of, of a black belt in other areas? Whereas a black belt has had their time working on that specialty and then gone to another one and then another one and then another one. Well, I say to – sometimes I'll say to new students – new-ish students that are just going through that phase of feeling like they're just getting smoked and smashed the whole time. And I say, how do you think it is that black belts, for example, how do you think it is that black belts are so good at getting out of side control? Because they've done their time of not getting out of side control. Like, like, you know, and that comes with time and years of, of being in multiple different positions and whatever. Like, so, you know, Time matters, reps matter, like you said. But anyway, that's enough ranting about that different different topic. Let's go on to – we're not finished yet. we got the women's division, mm. of course. So uh, there's just the two weight divisions. Yep, so we got under 66 kilos and Un- above 66. I think it's just under 60, right? Or is it, oh, is it 60? Under or? 60 and over oh, 60. Oh, sorry. Apologies. Yeah, under 60 and over 60. That's a crazy, like, difference, That's man. a bit brutal, So yeah. if, if you can't make 60, you're, you need to be a super heavyweight. Well, you yeah, this is why, like, you know, Gabby Garcia previously heaps of heaps of flack for, you know, being so big and whatever, and she'd, like, publicly said, it's I don't fucking make the weight divisions yeah. for ADCC. It's yeah. not my fault that I'm fighting a 65-kilo person. Yeah. Like, I didn't – Absolutely not, yeah. I mean – and I've said I defend Gabby all the time. Like if you meet her in person, I'm like six four. Gabby's pretty much six four as well. Even if she's lean, she's very big and tall. Yeah. Like I mean, even shredded, she would be over eighty kilos. Well, and truly, 80, 90 kilos. Yeah. Right? Like it's not her fault. Anyway, so we've only got eight in each division, and again, an Australian in each of these. So every single division, male and female, we have Australians in, which is absolutely absolutely awesome. So under sixty, we've got Bianca um, Basilio, we've got uh, Mesquita Beatrice Mesquita, we've got Brianna St Mary, Fionn Davis, Elvira Kapinen, My Sebastus, Adele. Fornarina, Fornarino, which is the Australian girl, and Julia Mayo, Ma- Mali? I don't know. Uh, really cool division. Obviously, uh, super excited to have an Australian in the division. That mm. uh, was awesome. She's really good. My favorite person in that division, though. I mean, I, I really like Mesquita, but um, but I really like Fionn Davis, man. I really like her jujitsu, and so uh, she's probably who I would want to win. I, I think want I, I want Adele to win. <laughs> I mean, I'd want Adele to win because she's Australian. I'm but I, this is this is pure bias in that right now. But yeah. I really like. I've never met. I haven't met personally any of the people in this division. Oh, I, I met Adele in passing, but she probably you know was in a sea of people. So Adele, yeah. Adele, Adele, it's Adele, me, yeah, it's, it's me. It's Kieran, we've met now. <laughs> I want to tell everyone on my podcast, <laughs> all the five people. <laughs> but oh, yeah, I really man. like Fionn Davis. Um, but I think maybe Mosquitos perhaps the favorite. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that's all I have to say about that division. Really, I don't really know. Yeah, there's not as many it. people there's, to talk about. There's eight. It's yeah, interesting there's that there's, there's only eight and there's only two. Um, hopefully, I'd like to see you know in the next ADCC the the women's jujitsu grow to the point where they're they're introducing more another division, another division, and and, and sixteen competitors. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then the other division, we've got, you know, the one and only Gabby Garcia, Rafael. uh, (laughs) I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Gudis, whatever. Karina Santi, Kendall Rusing, Amy Campo, Giovanna Jara. Oh, God. Eliferia Christodolu. And Nikki Lloyd Griffiths. Yep. So Nikki's Australian. Yes. Um, so obviously cheering for Nikki. But again, I'm good friends with Gabby. Yeah, I want to see how Gabby goes. I've known for years. She Gab- hasn't, you know, the, I want to be honest. She's last, towards the end of her career yeah, as well. Totally, though, totally. So. She's toward the end of her career. And, you know, we've had these similar conversations about other big names. Um, she, she's toward the end and her recent matches haven't been super great. No. So, so I want to see how she goes, what form she's in. But I'm excited to see that. You know, I'm excited to see Gabby compete because she's, you know, Exciting. She can be an exciting competitor. Not the last one, but yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I'd like I would re- I'd really like to do Nikki. Uh, like to see Nikki do well. Mm. Uh, again, I don't personally know her. I only personally know Gabby out of the people on that list. So I mean, I've been friends with her for years. Mm. So of course, I'd I'd want her to do well. But yeah, Nikki being Australian, I'd love to see her do well as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, and I think exciting, exciting times either way. Um, I think ADCC in general. We've said it many times, but we'll say in, in the closing, I suppose, it's absolutely stacked. Um, I'm Out of all the divisions, now that we've gone through everyone um, and spoken about, you know, potential matchups, I am most excited, 100% most excited for the 66 and 77. And then I'm, I'm also excited for the above 99. Those, yeah, those I really are the want the, I'm the, really the 77 and above 99. They're the two that I'm most excited for. And I really am probably overall most excited to see if uh, – there's if if Felipe Pena and Gordon get a yeah. ADCC rematch, yep. the super fight. Yeah, I mean whatever, I'll watch it. I'm not also actually excited that, ex- that. that excited. Imagine about if we it. get a Felipe Pena Gordon Ryan and a Galvao Gordon Ryan. That'd yeah, be that'd awesome. be sick. That'd be and then awesome. I don't know. Someone please enlighten me how the absolute division works at ADCC. Yeah, uh, no idea. yeah, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um, we should get uh, Anthony on the phone. <laughs> Dial him in. Yeah, I, I bet you. <laughs> Hang on. Do we, want, do we want to do another live test real quick? Hang on. Yeah, yeah. We, totally. we got a minute. I did this a while ago. Well, if he's, if he's on, I'll call, I'll connect my phone and I'll call him and we'll get Hang him on. on to explain it. That'd be that'd be interesting. A, a new new sort of fucking thing. Why not? We'll do it live. This, <laughs> well, is, uh, well, last, this is unscripted live. Ask him if he's available and we'll, I'll get him on Bluetooth and I'll call him. Last time he instantly answered. He, yeah. He is and for those that don't know who, who Anthony time. is, like, who the fuck, what are these guys talking about? Anthony's blue belt and he's like our, our personal encyclopedia. He's, yeah, he's a Wikipedia for jujitsu information. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> just overheard him talking in the gym the other day. Like, he was, you know, someone was like, oh, yeah, I trained with so and so, like, up, you know, up in Queensland, whatever, you know, 12 years ago. And it's like, Okay, Anthony didn't train then. He's never lived in Queensland, whatever. And Anthony's like, oh, yeah, he, you know, he used to be under so-and-so, but now he's this team, right? And he's like, yeah. Like, how the yeah, fuck? What the fuck, like, Anthony? I don't even, <laughs> it's like I'm, random, like some random some dude. Some random dude in it. Like, I've never even heard of the guy. Yeah, he's very in tune with, like, the Australian scene. Like, he was following Jeremy's progress when he was, like, a, a, a junior purple belt. When, when Anthony was a white belt, he, yeah. he knew who Jeremy was. Yeah. And, like, following him through, like, grapple he's, fest. He's, he's a bit of a – well, he's a – yeah, he's just passionate about jujitsu. But passionate. let me throw um, let me throw our boy Chad 
under the bus oh, quickly. Yeah, so so Chad's we, come up a few times on the a few times on the podcast. Canadian lumberjack Chad. Yeah, and he's despite his name, he's an absolute legend. But he's uh, a Chad. But he's a Chad <laughs> man. He's he, so he's he's a bit fanboy is as, as well. He's walking around in all these B team shirts. Oh, whatever. is he actually? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> but how's this little fucking dumbass man? So he got all fanboy and he bought a Penn State wrestling t shirt. Cool, whatever. Yeah. I mean, bought a Penn State wrestling t shirt. Yeah. But like, he was so like swept up in the, they're like, yeah, man, what a sick shirt, Penn State Wrestling, blah, 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 that he bought it and it was all in US dollars and shipping. He ended up paying for this T-shirt $180. Your fucking joke. And, and he's like, yeah, but it's a sick shirt. What the fuck? He's going to frame it? $180. I was like, bro, it's a shirt. Holy shit. <laughs> man, I would never pay $180 uh, for a shirt. I Oh, man. Never. Never. But anyway, we'll Never. Uh, let him know when he wears it into the gym. Nah, Anthony Stiles. Oh, that's a nice right. shirt. How much was it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, where'd you, where'd you get that? That'd be worth at least 20 bucks. Oh, no, what you should say to him, you should you should be like, oh, bro, that's a sick shirt. I saw, you got that from Kmart, right? I saw it, $20. Yeah, I, got, oh, I got the same one, 20 bucks in it. Oh, Chad. Such a Chad move. Oh, anyway, Anthony. Anthony was uh, Anthony was a no go this once. So uh, uh, someone else let us know how the absolute division works yeah, at ADCC. Call someone. I call Gordon. I got him on the phone. Yeah, if you're hoping to learn that from us, suck <laughs> it. <laughs> if you're hoping to learn anything from us, you're in the wrong place. Tough shit. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. It's going to be super exciting. This episode will come out like right before ADCC, so uh, it should do. If it comes out after, that would be weird. It's, it's going to come out like. On Friday. <laughs> well, there you go. So before, yeah, before ADCC. It, yeah, it will be before. Right. And then uh, we've got some cool new episodes coming up after that, which mm. do you want to tell them about it now or wait till? Yeah, we can tell them. Fuck it. Why not? Off you go. Yeah. So um, I did a episode, actually recorded last night and we finished up at like 1 a.m. for Australian time. Um, with You say your... that like it's the most absurd hour. It is. I, I I never go to bed after midnight. It's insane. If I go to bed at midnight, something's wrong. What time do you usually go to bed? Like 10. And that's late for me. I used to go to bed at like nine, but because of training, I can't get to sleep quick enough. So by the time I get home, you know, I shower, do my laundry, for wash my gear, whatever, have dinner. It's like 9.30. I'm like, fuck. And then off I go to bed. Yeah. baby boy over here. Yeah, whatever, bro. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did a podcast episode with Jordan Teaches Jiu-Jitsu. So he, uh, we, we did two back-to-back episodes and both of them are going to be on his podcast, which is Jordan Talks Jiu-Jitsu. And both episodes are going to be on the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast as well. So you guys will be able to hear that. It was our first international guest. Um, unfortunately, Adam wasn't there because, you know, it would be weird if he was I'm sitting not, in my I'm office not staying, at one in the I'm not staying up to one in the morning. Where's I wouldn't expect shit? you to. I'm in bed by nine. That's an unreasonable <laughs> request. So we are going to get him on again and it will be his nighttime, our morning. So roles reversed and uh, Adam will be there and we'll, we'll have it all set up and lovely for, for that. But So stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, those episodes will be out in two weeks from when this is recorded. So yeah, about two Fridays from when this is released. Awesome there stuff. You go. All right, guys. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Hope you're gonna watch ADCC. It should be good, and we'll see what comes of it. It's gonna be gonna be a stacked event. Yes, and last housekeeping. So this intro is dragging on. I'm sorry. Yep. Episode one ten. It's coming up quick. We've had a lot of questions um, submitted to our uh, audio. Um, call it 
message bank. So submit your audio questions. If you want to have your question uh, played and answered on the show, please submit them for episode 110. That's coming up very soon. So get your questions in. You can do so via the, there's a link in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening. And there's also a direct link on our Instagram. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, where simply, simply type in Beyond Jiu Jitsu and you'll find us. Sick. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And we will catch you on the flip side.